T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We'll head out to Arrowhead in just a few minutes, expecting Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at the podium. As soon as they are good to go, we will get you there right here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You saw this, Cody. We were talking about the, the Royals a little bit earlier today. There's a report the Royals are interested in pitcher Seth Lugo. Your scouting report is... 30, for Seth Lugo? Uh-huh, the 33-year-old. Was with the Mets for a little while, I guess. Well, I don't know. There's five teams Was with the Mets for a little while, I guess. Worst baseball scout ever, you know? Well, I'm asking him for the scout. Not, I'm, I'm asking him. <laughs> He's asking me. I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm a known baseball guy. He's former Royals insider. And, and you're stalling on top of that. Well, Gold knows more than you do. Okay. He, he at least told me that he played for the Mets for a little bit. He is and a, now I'm buying you even more time. He is a perfectly fine major league pitcher who is never going to give you the amount of innings or starts you probably What's want, his repertoire? Which means he's just a reliever. He's mainly a reliever, but the, nah, they're he saying used to be they, the, other, the, the report is that other teams may see him as a starter, though. He used to be a starter. Does he have high heat? <laughs> I don't know his velocity. Here, Cody, here's the full scouting report. 33 he, years old. He used to be a starter. Hey, Cody, 16, can you let Gold give us the scouting report? 62 sure. games of relief, 3.60 ERA, 69 strikeouts, 65 innings. He did start 38 times in his career. He's played for multiple teams, and we'll talk more about that later because we're going to go hear from Andy Reid. We'll, we'll see how see how that goes. Um, before the Johns are playing, the Broncos, um, you know, we, we get rid of the, the record on this thing as we evaluate them and, um, and look at them as, as a team, and their defense is one of the top defenses in the NFL. Uh, red zone, they're uh, top, in, and then third downs are top, and they're playing like crazy, and their offense is like one fingertip away from winning games. So uh, we, we've got to make sure we have a good week of practice and get our get ourselves ready. And it's an AFC West opponent, which is always, you know, that's great competition. Um, anyways, with that, time's yours. With the Broncos defense, they earlier this year they made some trades to the deadline and got rid of some better some of their better players, but they still keep going. What what do you attribute that to? Yeah, well, they're they're well coached and they they play hard. They've got they still have good players there, so they play hard. So, Andy, um, there was a stat CBS showed during the game. Um, you guys have had seven straight games with the turnover. I just wonder if there's something that you've noticed um, that's a theme throughout that, or if it's just you know at this time of the year that's something you need to you know try to cut down. Yeah, on. you got you you can't turn the ball over. I mean, that's so we we're always constantly talking about that. And, I'm not sure there's a, you know, not necessarily one thing is happening, but the end result is a turnover. So we got to take care of the ball. Cody, 
approach an in-house matter. We haven't heard, had an update on McCall Hardman in a while. Uh, if all things go well, he might be able to come back next week. How's his progress? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. Um, he had lost some weight. He's put put the weight back on, which is good. Um, and he's out running now, and uh, he's about he's getting close. Yeah. What's your expectation? You think you might you might have him back next week? Uh, there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. I'll give him a couple more days here. We'll see. But he's doing well. Yeah. Feel like uh, Canarius is in a place where he could play. So yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna let him get out there and work a little bit, and um, you know, we'll just see how. See how he does. We're not, you know, I'm not going to bring him back and have him hurt it again. I, that's not what we're looking at. So just see what he can do. Did uh, Tooney have a setback maybe in practice Friday or? Uh... No, his thing was just getting that that final push, you know, that, that you can get off of it in the run game. It's day to day. So he, he feels better this week than he did last week. And I just thought that, you know what, he, he's, he's made as much progress as he has. Let's just get him a little bit more time, so that's where I was at the end of last week. Coach, um, it, it's, this came out that uh, Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley are kind of the top two tackles in the league, giving up pressures. What's been the what's been the process in trying to help them? I know there've been a lot of chip blocks and things like that, but what's been the process? Yeah, well, they've gone against some good players, and um, and yeah, we we do try to help them with chips, like we with anybody that's in there. I mean, these, these defensive ends we've played are. Are pretty good, and the two that we're playing this week are good too. So, um, yeah, that's that's part of it. Andy, overall mentality of the team after a loss. You know, you guys got in front of you. you probably got to win out to try to, you know, make a shot at the one seat there. Just you still trying to emphasize, you know, things are still out there in front of them. Yeah, the, the guys know. I mean, they they know where where they're at. Nobody knows better than they did about you know about what's what's out front. So. Uh, you don't have to stand up there and preach to them about that. <clears throat> they they want to do do well and they want to win games. That's uh, that's the mentality of this team. So um, you know they battled their hearts out someday and it didn't work out. Come back and let's go. Coach, the challenge of playing a team almost back to back so close in a short time. What is the challenge in that? Yeah, we've done this the last couple of years with them, so with this group and. Uh, um, so the challenge is you just played them, and they they kind of know what what you've got, and you know what they've got, and you go you go play. But um, we're okay with that. Andy, um, obviously the, the guys are aware that that Bengals team is a team that you could potentially see again. What, what's the balance of sort of compartmentalizing that, and moving on, versus using some stuff that you saw? Yeah, so I, I think the you know the important thing is you learn from every. Uh, every win and loss, and um, and then you move on to the next game, and that's what these guys have done. I mean, they're they're tunneled in. I mean, we're deep into you know this thing as coaches. We were deep into it Monday morning, and so uh, by the time y'all woke up, we it was lunchtime for us. When you say you learn from your wins and your losses, obviously it's been three times. Uh, Small, small uh, point difference from the end of the feet, but what do you take away from that? So, what you saw in Sunday's game doesn't repeat against Denver. Yeah, uh, well, you know the things we talked about after the game. I'm not going to go into it. I mean, I've already covered that. I'm again on to on to Denver here. So we're we're uh, trying to get ourselves right for that, and uh, they got a good football team. 
So we're we got to make sure we're right right for Denver. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I guess what I'm saying is when you because you said what you saw on film and it was lunchtime for us. What did you see on film? Not not right after the not right after the game when you spoke to us, but what did you see on film coming back that yeah. you felt like? You know, yeah, what you I talked about Monday. Yep. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. What have you seen from Melvin? And is there a chance he he can help you this week or in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's that chance. Um, we're you know we're fairly healthy there, so. Uh, but I'm glad we have him here. You know, he does a nice job for us. So. When it comes to Patrick in this league, he's been largely dominant, and, and this this team in particular seems to have gotten him a couple times. Not to say he's good at dwell, but how much do you sense is getting him that that he, can, he sort of can't get over that Bengals hump? Yeah, I'm, listen, we're past the Bengals thing. I'm on, uh, you know, way past that. So let's, let's keep going on to Denver. I mean, you know, you're asking me questions about them, but you're asking me to forget about them. So they're forgotten. On to this one. Yeah. Last three, we'll go Nate. Uh, okay, I can't think you Go ahead. Uh, Coach, you know, sometimes I, we talk to the players when they get ready to go to the Mile High Stadium and say, I can't breathe there, I've got to have extra oxygen, and others, it's not bothered at all. So how do you prepare a team when some guys it really affects and other guys not at all? Yeah, we've had uh, we've been okay there with uh, with the breathing part. You know, we've you know, it's been late in the year. Normally you're in pretty good shape. The weather's a little cooler, and you go in and it doesn't doesn't hit you quite like maybe in, early in the season. Right, Andy. Two things, if you don't mind. One about Justin, and one about uh, Patrick. It, it, it seemed that you uh, might have. Uh, either a conversation or something with Justin last week after his comments, and, and I wondered if you felt the need to talk to him again after the Twitter post he had yesterday. Yeah, he's good. He, he's all right. He, he's good. He um, and on Patrick, I wonder if, as the, the Man of the Year nominee, um, what that sort of says about how he's become emblematic of your team and, and how that sort of stands for him in a broader way. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, he does a great job leading here, but he also takes that into the community. He's done that since really, since he's come here. He's big, obviously, on kids and uh, their needs, um, and people in general. He's a he's got a big heart that way for people. So, um, and I think that's a it's a tribute to him and his family and the efforts that he puts forward. You're you're tired during the season, but yet he gets out there. And gives mm -hmm. back, and that's uh, that's an important quality to have. Coach, uh, <clears throat> you mentioned that you know the Broncos' defense is still what it is. The offense hasn't quite gotten there yet. They made a lot of changes, right? They brought Russell Wilson, and it hasn't been exactly what they want. Have you seen things from them as they've gone throughout the year? When you look back and take, they're getting closer to that, and just a little bit about Russell Wilson and the respect you have for him. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've known Russell, competed against him for a long time. Um, so he. Uh, He's a heck of a player. Um, they're like I said, they're like fingertips away, and our, our guys have a chance to look at that on tape, which, which is important uh, to understand. And you, you gotta, you have to make sure that you get yourself right, um, uh, you know, technique-wise, to play against those receivers, and in particular him with his timing and runability, so he can still scoot. Uh, and he's slippery in the pocket, so you, you've got to make sure you, you handle all of that the right way. And uh, the best thing that I can do as a coach, um, or our coaching staff can do, is show the players. 
and the players want to see that. They want to learn from it. And, um, uh, but that tells the story. So I can sit here and tell you in a figurative way, but they're, they're seeing it, and they, they, they understand that. Last one, Nate. Uh, Andy, leading an organization for 24 years, seeing how much the Man of the Year award is the most prestigious award you can win during a season, just what feeling does it give you when the quarterback is nominated for the award? Yeah, well, he's, he's the one that's the, one of the faces of the, the franchise. You know, he's out there. And, uh, and this kid is known throughout, you probably could say throughout the world. I mean, I was over in Italy and people were going to Mahomes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going, all right. Um, they, they know who he is. Um, and that's a, it's a tribute to, to him and how he handles himself. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm proud of him for what, he, for what he's done. All right. All right, that was Andy Reid. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes probably within the next 60 seconds or so. Real quick on the injury front, uh, sounds like Joe Tooney, Kadarius Tony, back at practice today. We'll see if it's full or limited, but good signs specifically on, on Tooney. Uh, and I think, you know, Tony, the hamstring, was he going to be full practice participant or, or going to be limited? But uh, McCall Hartman also still on IR. As we know, he's doing well, according to Andrew. He lost some weight, put some weight back on. And he's back to running, so there's a chance he practices next week. So I don't that tells you like, you're not playing next week. Hope is that McCall Hardman can just start practicing to get revved up by the time you get closer to the final two games or so of the season. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty in Odyssey Station. It is good that Tony's back. Yeah. I mean, we've just talked about the missing McCall Hardman, but part of what they list miss in McCall Hardman, they miss in Tony just the same. Somebody with athleticism in space that they can use in a variety of ways that will go and have a similar impact there. Plus, you just, you know, if you're getting them, you don't want them out the entire year. Yeah, it's that. And and I think Joe Tooney, too, just to have him back in that offensive line. Let's go hear from Patrick Mahomes right now. You guys seem to do it all the time against Denver. Yeah, I mean, I think the challenge is they're a good football team. Uh, their defense is special. Uh, they have a good scheme. Uh, they have good players. Um, and so... Uh, when you play division opponents, you obviously know they've studied you all offseason, so you try to have a, a, a concept of what you do best, but at the same time throw in some wrinkles so that they, they can't be on top of your, your best plays. And so uh, uh, for us, it would be a great challenge against a great defense uh, to go out there and try to find a way to, to put up enough points to win. Is the game plan different when you play them twice in almost like three weeks or something? Um, I mean, obviously you have similar plays, um, but you – utilize plays that, that kind of go off of each other so they can't get a good concept of, of what you're trying to do. And, um, I mean, they, they're, they're a great defense, man. They do a lot of great things. Um, and so it'll be a great challenge for us as an offense, and i got to do, do my best to get the ball in my hand and let these guys make plays. Patrick, Andy really made the point as far as moving on the Cincinnati game to this Denver game. I wondered what your process of doing that is, and is it more difficult when it's a team that you feel like you could potentially see again? Um. Not, not for me. Um, in this league, you got to move on, or you're going to make one loss turn into two. So uh, you just uh, you watch the tape on Monday. Uh, you get a sense of what you could do better and, and what you can take away that you did positive. Um, then you move on to the next week, and uh, that's what we're do- that's what we're doing. And, and we're ready to play a great football team in the Denver Broncos. Patrick, is there a sense of pride in the fact that you know you've never lost to the Broncos in your your time here? And just what's always given you so much success against them? Yeah, we just really emphasize playing our division opponents. Um, that's something that we work on all offseason. Um, in order to, to get where you want to go, you have to win your division uh, most times. And so uh, for us, um, uh, coach, the coaches do a great job of giving us great game plans, and then I try to go out there and execute them. And uh, 
Uh, we, we just really emphasize trying to beat our division opponents, and the Broncos have been one that's been a great challenge for us every year. How, did you, how are you made aware that you were the team's nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award? Um, well, they let, they let me know a few weeks back. Um, uh, we had the announcement last, I mean, last night at my, at my gala. Um, but, I mean, obviously a tremendous honor. I mean, not only to be the, uh, the Walter Payton nominee for the, um, in a, for the NFL, but for the Chiefs who have the most Walter Payton Man of the Years. And it's such a um, prestigious honor for this organization, especially to, to give back to the community, community that gives us so much. Um, and there's so many deserving guys on our team. So for me to have my turn this year, uh, something that I'll hold uh, for the rest of my life. Patrick, I know you have bigger goals, but you can also clinch the AFC West uh, this year. Um, what kind of uh, achievement do you feel like that is, uh, understanding, again, you have bigger goals? No, it's a, it's, it's a huge deal, man. I mean, obviously you want to win the Super Bowl every year, um, but it starts our first goal when we walk in is to win the AFC West. Um, and that, that takes week in and week out, great preparation. Uh, it's a division that's always tough, always has great teams in it. Um, and uh, we know whenever we go in every week, they're going to give us our best shot. And if you look at all the games that we play, we've won a lot of them, but they always come down to the very end. So we know it's a, a hard thing to do, and we're going to take pride in trying to do that and win, win every time we play against these opponents. I know you don't know anything different than winning the AFC West, but I was just wondering whether this one may, might feel a little different given how the other teams really seem to load up this year to, to kind of – Take you down? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a, a little little different. I mean, we 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 feel like this division is one of the best divisions in football every single year. Um, and I think you you see the records get go lower because we're all kind of beat up, beat up on each other. But we've done a great job of, of winning those close, hard fought football games. Um, and that that's a tribute to the coaches and the culture that Coach Reed has built here that started even before I was here. Um, and so uh, we know it's going to be a great challenge year uh, week in and week out, year in and year out. Um, and so we just focus on doing whatever we can to put ourselves in position to win it. Patrick, I know with 15 of my homies and all the stuff you've done, going back to the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, a nominee, but how impressive have you been that it's been able to grow in your time here and what it is now and just seeing that come to you know, light where you've been able to help so many people? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's way past what I even dreamed of it ever being. Um, and I think that, that goes to the people that I have around me and the people in the communities that, I, that have brought me up is – uh, they've been willing to give back and help me kind of follow this dream of giving back to, all, to the communities that help me out so much. And uh, it takes everybody. It's not just me. I mean, I kind of, I'm, I'm the face of it. Um, but there's so many people behind the scenes that make this thing go. Um, and the, the community, like I said, in Kansas City and Tyler, Texas and Lubbock, Texas, that have donated their time, their money, whatever it is, uh, to make this foundation become what it is. Uh, it's truly special and something that, I'll, like I said, I'll have for the rest of my life and uh, something I never could have even dreamed of. The last time you lost this year, you guys won five games in a row. What do you think it is about this particular room that, that enables you to, to rebound in that, in that fashion for such a long stretch? Yeah, I think it's just a mindset um, of when you lose, you get that sour taste in your mouth, but you have to kind of do whatever you can to get better from it. Um, and uh, it, it's cool to see with a lot of young guys that you do that because a lot of times you see the young guys, uh, it, can get, it can go bad fast, but we've had guys that bounce back and continue to work to improve, learn, like I said, from the negatives, uh, take away from the positives as well. Um, and be better the next time we step on that field. And that's what you want when you're kind of getting to this late part of the season, uh, when you're trying to build and make a playoff run. Patrick, are you a believer that you learned more from a loss than, than a win? I think you have to learn from both. Um, in order to be great in this league, you can't, uh, you don't want to lose. So you don't want, you have to be able to learn from those wins just as much as you learn from those losses. And uh, 
the losses might, I guess, set a little bit of a fire under you sometimes uh, where you, you want to go out and, and, and especially that next week and prove that that's not who you are. And I think guys understand that is that we, we left some tape out there that we weren't necessarily happy with. Um, so how can we be better this next week and so that we can improve as this season goes on? How has the foot felt the last couple of days after the game? Uh, it's felt good. I mean, you always deal with bruises and, and little things in the NFL season. And so uh, luckily for me, it's just a bruise and something that I can just kind of bounce back from and be out there at practice and uh, keep getting better like what we're trying to do. I don't know that you saw the uh, ESPN interview with uh, Andrew Luck. He finally talked mm-hmm. for the first time since he retired. And some of the things he talked about, the burden of being the face of the franchise and all that, and life changes, and you've gone through plenty of that stuff here recently as well with the of your son. How do you balance all that stuff and still put all the work in that you need to put in to, to go be you know, at your best when you're out there on Sunday? Yeah, I haven't seen the interview yet, um, but obviously I think it takes every, it's like I said, it takes a lot of people. It's not just me. Um, it takes Brittany being at home with the babies and taking care of them throughout the day. Uh, making it easy when I come home, they're all happy and ready to see me. I get the easy part of it. Um, it takes uh, my family being behind me, supporting me, takes people like a culture like I have here in Kansas City um, to where I can come in and be my, be myself, be, have this personality that I have. And uh, um, it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for, for anybody when you have this much pressure on you every single day to go out there and be your best. Um, but when you put the right people around yourself, uh, you can just enjoy it. And I think that's that's what I try to do every single day is understand that it's a it's a pressure and it's a hard opportunity, but it's a, you're, you're blessed to have it. So you have to enjoy it every single day. And when I stop enjoying it, I think that's when I'll – I'll, I'll walk away, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Actually, you guys, we'll go three or four more. We'll go with Bahe and walk around. Nate, Steve, Nate. Patrick, also with regard to the Man of the Year nomination, I, you'll always be a proud Texan, but I, at this point I wonder how much you sort of identify as a Kansas Cityan too and, and what this does kind of to fuse together your, your images to Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm like dual. I, I'm a Texan and a Kansas Cityan for sure. I mean, I, I've built, I'm building a house here. I'm gonna be here for a long time. I always will have a house in Kansas City, and I think that's just because I, I appreciate the people so much and how they've taken my family in and made it a part of this community. And I think y'all know. I mean, this community is special, and and I always have that Texan in me a little bit. But uh, the Kansas Cityan is definitely something that I'm proud of. And is there a parallel? Do you think between you, you're saying you're the face of, of the foundation, but also maybe it, of all the things working behind it? Same here with the Chiefs that, you know, you're the most visible part, but it's all the things behind the scenes that make you go. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, um, it, it takes, like I said, it takes everybody. It's not just me um, and everything that I do. I, I just try to go out there and enjoy the moments that I have. I know I'm blessed um, to be in this organization, uh, to have the people that I have around me and to be in this city. Um, and so uh, I, I don't say I'm the face of the Chiefs, though. That's, that's Coach Reed and that mustache. So I'm, I'm going to follow behind his lead. Patrick, you guys still lead the league in points per game, yet you have a minus turnover differential. When you hear that, just from your perspective, how good do you think the offense can get, or even better if you guys do cut down the turnovers? Yeah, I mean, we just have to continue to get better at it. Uh, I mean, we have, I have the interceptions, like I said last week, there's like one dumb play a game. Uh, I got away with it this last week when I tried to throw the ball to Juju and they dropped it, but kind of get away with the dumb, the dumb plays, uh, one dumb play I have a game, and then... Um, ball security. I mean, I talked about after the game. I mean, Travis fights those yards, and and he doesn't he doesn't fumble. I mean, that's just one thing. The guy made a great play, and and uh, our defense. I'm they're they're around the football, so I know the turnovers are coming. Um, and when they do, I think we can even be a better team. Steve, you guys have had the ability to be able to battle from behind, right? Like start off slow not <coughs> this year, but years past, and and come back with a win. But do you feel like you guys have kind of gotten complacent and settled for that? 
Um, I don't think so. Um, I think we just have to be better at executing earlier in the game. Uh, I felt like we had a good drive that first drive, and uh, without him knocking that ball down, I think we could have got the ball to Travis with a chance to score there on that on that first drive, and we ended up getting behind. And I think the good thing is that we've done it before, so we can kind of, we don't we don't panic. We just go go about doing our business and stuff like that, and and taking it one play at a time. But obviously, we want to try to build up leads if we can. Um, but uh, whatever way the game takes us, I, I trust our guys are going to fight until the very end of it. Last one, Nick. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're becoming more and more balanced as the year goes on, and I think that's going to be a good thing as the playoffs come. Um, we're able to run the ball uh, well. I think uh, Pacheco's doing a great job, as well as those other backs of of hitting it when it's there and taking getting the yards that's there. Um, and then we've been spreading the ball around, and I think that's that's been the thing that I think it can take us into the playoffs. Is obviously we have guys that can make plays, um, but if we can spread the ball around. Uh, be balanced. I think we can be a, a better team at the end of the season than we were at the beginning. That's Patrick Mahomes talking out at Arrowhead getting set for the Broncos uh, on his injury front. Uh, he just said the foot issue, simply a bruise. He'll be back out of practice and I think everything's fine there. For those of you wondering about the health of Patrick Mahomes, just a little, just a little foot bruise. It's no super bone, no Cody foot issue or anything like that. He's good to go. Just a bruise. Must be nice. Not having long-term foot issues. Probably better for him than me. I don't need to use my feet um, nearly yes. as much as him. Yes, I, I, that's true. That'd be accurate. Yes, you sitting down in that chair for four hours talking through the mic yeah. does not require no, mobility. It Matter of fact, I had no feet. I could still do my job every day. True, true. I could have no feet at all. Uh, true, true, Cody. It would hurt us for some show content stuff, like I could no longer participate in things like hot dog races, but, you know. Well, you didn't win those anyway. <laughs> so. It doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, it's accurate. The Between the two... Like, one, Andy's insistence to move on to Denver I don't think has anything to do with the notion that he doesn't want to talk about or think about Cincinnati as much as normally on a Wednesday he would we would be talking about yeah. the next opponent, mm-hmm. and that would be the force of the conversation. But the far more interesting team in relation to Kansas City is Cincinnati. Denver doesn't matter to them. They are a speck of dust in a non-existent world of importance. They don't matter. They aren't going to win the division. They are a bad football team. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since 2015. The quarterback's playing awful. They have the worst head coach in the NFL. Cincinnati, on the other hand, has beaten you three straight times, beaten you in the playoffs, and beaten you two straight times in the regular season. So, like, that is the more interesting team. I know Andy sometimes wants to move on from these, but the more important thing, honestly, for the Chiefs is how do you beat Cincinnati, not how do you beat Denver this weekend, because you could play poorly. In a lot of areas, and still get a W against. Yeah, it was that was Denver. his that was his way of being like Bill Belichick, which in the, of course the the famous soundbite of him saying "on to Cincinnati." That was Andy Reid's way of yeah. truly like, on on to the Broncos, on to the Broncos, on to Denver. That that was that was his way of doing it. And this conversation about Cincinnati, there's a very good chance it comes right back up again in about uh what six and a half weeks or so, depending on how the playoffs sort out. I mean, it almost seems like a lock, doesn't it? They'll face Cincinnati. Yeah, depending on in the who wins the AFC North, right? At some Dep- point, depending on if Baltimore somehow can salvage that division, despite not having Lamar for at least one game, might be two, might be three, and then what does that mean? You know, for the divisional, we know if you just get a divisional like game, it feels like they're so clearly the game. three best teams in the playoffs. Tennessee just fired their general manager, and they've been stuck in neutral for a large portion of the season. Lamar Jackson is going to be dealing with some recovery from this injury, even when he comes back from being injured. 
Miami is the only other one where I'd be like, all right, maybe you're seeing them in an important game, a divisional round AFC title game instead. The rest of the teams, I'm not writing off. I'm not saying there's no chance you'd face Baltimore. It just seems a lot less likely than I would have thought going into the year when we start shaking out the teams that are in front of them. Mahomes is right. Winning the division is the first step. And the fact that you've, for so many years, kept the AFC West under your thumb is big for them. It gives them all the ability to get one and two seeds, host home playoff games. The reason why they're always at home for the AFC title game is because they win the AFC West. It's why Mahomes will get a chance to win an MVP this season. Like a lot of things come from and start from winning the West, which can be done for the, I don't know, pretty early on, I guess this weekend. Yeah. The, the other thing though, too, with the, like you mentioned the teams that we're looking at now, I mean, the top three, the top four, it is, it is pretty simple. I mean, you, you just mentioned what you're thinking about Baltimore, but it, the chiefs, the Bengals, the bills and the dolphins. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I think right now, I don't think there's, any argument for anybody else to be in that that top three, top four whatsoever. Even if we know Tennessee is technically going to end up being the four seed in the playoffs, it's just because that division is so crappy that the Tennessee Titans are going to end up hosting a playoff game. But the the three the top three teams you can interchange maybe Cincy and Miami. I think everybody in Kansas City, of course, would put Cincinnati above Miami. I mean, how could you not at this point in time? Especially yeah, especially here. Yeah, There's in almost this, in no this question. city. And Miami's yeah. coming off its worst loss of the year. Brock Purdy just torched him. So it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it's not an easy time to be like, you know what? I think Miami is the third best team in the AFC. I'm like, eh, but eh, it's got to be by Brock Purdy, so uh, I'm going to need another week. And Cincinnati just beat Kansas City. And I understand every team has a bad loss. We looked this up. Buffalo's got a loss where you're like, mm, them. Kansas City's got their loss. You're like, who? The Colts? Every, uh, the Cincinnati lost to Pittsburgh to open the season, yeah, but they one. lost to Pittsburgh. Week one. So there are, there are games like that for every single team this year. And then the other thing was that at least maybe they're starting to get healthy again because that actually has been, they, to me, they were right on the cusp of a breaking point of injury stuff. That was a real problem. No Tooney. So it's like, wow, you're without your left guard. No McCall Hardman. I think they miss him. No Tony. So you can't make up for the absence of McCall with a different player of similar level. They were just missing guys seemingly at every single level across the board especially on offense. And now they're starting to get that unit back together. No, McCall Hardman can't play this week. Yeah, Maybe it's a long shot. He'll play next week. Yeah. It doesn't sound based on Andy saying there's a chance that McCall practices next week. That doesn't sound like a guy that's going to play next week again, but that next week is the Texans. Then it's the Seattle Seahawks. Could you imagine like rushing McCall Hardman back for the Houston Texans? His first game back is going to be the Seattle game. I mean, I think that's pretty safe to say, which will be three weeks, three games from now. Honestly, I think I I don't even care if he's hundred percent healthy playing McCall Hardman against the Texans would be malpractice. Well, aren't you, aren't you, even if you're like, he's hundred percent healthy. I'm like, let's wait a week. Let's just, you know, just to be sure. I just saw the the Texans. The worst now, team in the NFL. You're the king of this, the, the, by the, the way. The Texans have Can now we talk put, about this? Sure. I would say the Texans, though, just now put Davis Mills back as the starter. So, you know, two weeks watching Kyle Allen play were so was beneficial Cody, for him. you are the king of don't ever play anyone who has even a 1% chance of getting injured at all, ever. Not against the Texans. Like, like, you also, like, the second the Chiefs go up by... If it's it, it could be like a 14-point game in the I fourth quarter. I don't remember saying like, that. You're like, get him out of there. Mahomes can be done. And then they'll come back in. I don't like, recall regular. Still in there. Th- this feels like a false accusation. I don't no, think I've ever dude, said that. You just like you want to wrap these guys in bubble wrap. That's not true. It I just true. said McCall Hardman is hurt coming off the IR. There's no reason but for like, a play against the just, Houston Don't Texans. you just think that the Chiefs, if they believe, if they think that there's a chance of him re-aggravating his injury, they're not going to put him back out there? Don't you think they're more invested in his health than you are? I don't know. Maybe the answer should be yes. 
Probably. <laughs> like I do. I just. But it's like the notion that some teams never play an injured player who could get further hurt. I'm just saying against of all teams, the Texans. You you could start Chad Henney in this game. It wouldn't matter. Well, this goes See, back. I think we're it like we're like back. one we're it, like one step away from you calling for Mahomes to not play in this game. <laughs> you know what? Rest his foot. That bruise just heal up. <laughs> this goes back to uh, last week, though, right? With, with Cincinnati, where the week before Jamar Chase uh, was kind of iffy to play, and then he was ready to go against Kansas City. Like I think that's the scenario, though, what probably is true. Where could he have played the week before Jamar Chase? Probably. Yeah, but like but 40, 50% of the why, snaps. Why hold it back? And then also knowing Kansas City was the next game. I do think that kind of stuff sometimes happens. But if they really think someone can jeopardize the rest of their season by putting him back in, they're not, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna put their team in you know, that player, I should say, in a spot like that. But yeah, what, what, what is it? Why are the Texans? What are they doing? Well, I mean, Kyle they bench, Allen. They bench, you, yeah, but the Cody, Kyle they, Allen was so bad they had no Cody, choice. Then why did they, they bench Davis Mills two weeks ago and said, "Oh, Kyle Allen will be better." They didn't then think they, he could then be. Then they bad. started. Now they're going back to Mills. They're saying, "Well, you got two weeks to learn what learn from Kyle Allen." That makes no sense. No, it's not that. It was just Kyle Allen was so bad. They were like, "Okay, well, suck, we thought it man. couldn't get worse, they but just it suck. We're the worst team in the NFL." If that game is close, they're one ten and one. Have they played many Lovey, close games this year? They hired Lovey Smith for probably what one season as well. Poor Dave Coley last year, whatever, got the one year and they had no chance. And then they go and hire Lovey Smith. Nobody was expecting it. It was a bad hire to begin with. But also, what was he supposed to do with the team this year? My goodness, they yeah, suck. But I mean, it was they a bad suck. Hire. Boy, they are going to lose all of their games. Um, <laughs> well, no, they they got to win. <laughs> they have one win, and they tied. They tied I those bet. Colts, baby. I the bet. Chiefs couldn't beat the Colts. Damn it. But the Texans tied them. It's week one. Totally different season. Yeah. You know how that well, works. Well, this is Jeff Saturday Colts. Different they, uh, That's true. Well, the Chiefs face Frank Wright. Their <laughs> remaining schedule is Dallas, Kansas City, Tennessee, Jacksonville, and the Colts. Yeah, they, they can lose out for sure. They'll be, of course, dogs. I also, it's also nice to see like how different it is, how the other side lives. Because, you know, we've talked about when the Chiefs play and all that stuff. You'd be shocked to find out that the remaining Texans games are all at noon. <laughs> including the yeah, noon, including that Chiefs game. On uh-huh. Sunday, they're like, we're not, uh, we're not doing any of that. You are not allowed to play. No one is allowed to watch the Houston Texans when the sun is setting. We we simply will not allow it. You only are allowed to watch that football team when they are a mess. And honestly, it's it's weird because the Texans are worse than Denver. Obviously, the Denver actually yes. has a viable NFL unit in the on the defensive side of the football. But it's just pretending, and I know that teams have to. Andy can't just go out there, especially after he just told Justin Reed not to say anything. Mm-hmm. He can't say anything on the podium except that's a really good football team. He's like, they're they're like, I mean, they're like fingertips away from winning all the time. I'm like, I've watched them, and they're not. <laughs> At least their defense is legit, legit. But, yes, the rest of the team's a disaster. Like Their defense, that's there's nothing, there's nothing phony about the Broncos' defense. That that's That is true. Offensively, it's the worst Broncos offense in franchise history. Which makes them the least watchable team in the NFL, right? They give up the second least amount of points and they score the least. Who the hell would want to watch that? Every game is what? 16-13? I'm out. Well, they, just lost, they just lost 10-9. <laughs> they just lost to the Ravens 10-9. With, and the Ravens didn't have their starting quarterback for much of the game. Well, Denver's in trouble for many, 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 many years to come. Just so many. I can't wait till we get to the random question in 20 minutes because we mentioned this in the 10 o'clock hour. There was something that occurred at our workplace. It needs to be discussed. Around 9 o'clock, 9.15 this morning. You guys are going to find out what it was. I really like, I is, think we should call security. It, yeah, it's jarring. Do we have security? Perhaps fireable. 
perhaps fireable, honestly. Fireable? Yes. You're calling for someone's firing? I Well, no, I said it, the offense is fireable. <laughs> I, so we'll, we'll get to that in 20 minutes. It Video evidence, too. I really thought how this how this week started, where I was like trashing the phone system and our you Christmas did. tree. You did that as well? Um, and Nick off air was complaining about our editing software. It felt like we had some like work based complaints. I didn't complain about anything on the record. Now that was that was a private conversation. <laughs> yeah, you can't actually, you're you're illegally, I can't invoke that? Legally you can't do that. You can't divulge private information. That was a show just for you and Alex. A little private show. There's no legal recourse you would have over this. Wanna find out? Sure, I guess. Keep I talking. We've got, what does that mean? We have the we have a re, uh, the show attorney on retainer. I think, even though we're not paying him anything, but it's a text we don't away. Have enough money. It's a yeah, the, text away. Yeah, there's no legal recourse I can take. <laughs> so now I'm being threatened at the workplace. No, I didn't threaten you. Hmm. I said there's no legal recourse. Well, why are you why are you hitting now? your microphone, Nick? Did you is, did you just break a finger? Nah, are you good. okay? We're good. That'd be terrible for Nick to have to break a finger right before. Going to Germany? Be disappointed. I didn't know if you wanted people to know that, so I stopped short. I was like, I should. Uh, it hasn't talk. stopped you guys We've from talk. divulging information. <laughs> talk. I mean, like, just it's actually worry. very appropriate. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I tried. To, don't worry. I tried day. to like rein it in because I was like, you know what? I just realized that. Don't worry. The, the day he's gone, I'll be sure to give out your flight information, the <laughs> yeah, airport yeah, yeah. you're departing, the hotel, just for people to keep up with you. I'll be I'll be sure to, to lay where out you that live so that people can find your apartment. You know those things. Totally normal, real things that occur all the time. I do feel bad. Up next, we'll get right back into the Chiefs. Josh Klingler, who, of course, is on the sidelines for the Chiefs radio network. We'll get his thoughts on on some of that injury news. And does he believe that the Chiefs do actually miss what we've seen from McCall Hartman? You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. here on Cody and Gold. We'll get to the random question of the day. We've already teased you a little bit about what that's going to be about. If you've been listening throughout the show, you know what direction that is heading. It's a question involving something that happened at the workplace earlier this morning. Uh, let, let's see. I don't think I don't think Kling knows where we're going. He'll have to be listening himself uh, at the random question of the day. Josh Klingler from the Chiefs Radio Network, silent reporter. Of course, you hear him on Fesco in the morning. Uh, Kling, we can, we can get to... Uh, some of the injury stuff in, in just a little bit, but I'll just ask you, have you ever videotaped anything that a coworker has done? I'll just, just leave it there and we can move on. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Although I, 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 I do know portion of the random question and I, <laughs> there may have been, a, there may have been another instance of something. Oh, okay. That we taped at one point in time. I don't, I don't remember if this was ever taped or not, but yeah. Okay. All right. Coworkers or coworkers can be weird. They can. They, Especially they in radio, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Judging by yeah, the scant that, amount yeah. of, of answer you've given, Kling, I can already tell whose side you're going to be on, and I'm, and I'm pleased with your response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we heard from Andy, though, talking about McCall Hardman, and you know, the, there's a chance he practices next week. We know he comes off of IR 
after this weekend. I know McCall Hartman gets a lot of kind of crap at times in his, his career so far in Kansas City, but we were looking at some of the red zone numbers and the amount of touchdowns he's helped them, I think, provide in the red zone. I think this team does miss McCall Hartman. Yeah, both he and Clyde Edwards-Alaire were really good in the red zone. For whatever whatever flaws you thought they might have had in other parts of the field, they were guys that scored touchdowns. And maybe we saw a glimpse last week they can get you know the jet sweep to somebody else if they need to, but... Um, yeah, he found himself a little niche, especially um, you know, in running the football inside the uh, inside the red zone. So yeah, he's missed. Plus, I mean, if, as we get closer to the playoffs, let's go ahead and just keep adding pieces back and see where this offense can end up. I'd much rather be in that spot than you know some others are that are losing players and then getting getting somebody back and and healthy and back in the mix would be good, especially on on offense. They're still going to need to score a bunch of points in the playoffs, right? So. Um, I, I'd like to see you know him, him get back, especially sooner rather than later. The run game, he might be able to survive. Pacheco's been great. McKinnon's been great. I, I don't know where CEH fits in when, whenever he comes back, but um, from I think there's room for definitely McCole Hardman back in this offense. I think very simply put, like in the time, I know he's not single, single-handedly responsible for this, but in the time he's been gone, they're averaging five less points per game than they do on the season. They're only averaging 25 points per game over the last five games. They're not playing murderer's row of defense that's leading to that. They're playing some good teams, some average teams, and some teams that have allowed some points. I think the difference is, Kling, they're, I think they lack uh, dynamic playmakers when they don't have Tony and they don't have McColl. Their offense becomes, we're throwing to four different tight ends and a not-as-fast Juju Smith-Schuster. I just think it looks different if they don't have the speed in their offense. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right. We should all be McColl's agent, I guess, and say, look what he brings <laughs> you to this offense. Maybe that's helpful because, yeah, I, Tony was a different, like a different athletic beast. Where I I thought, wow, they don't they don't they don't have that. Um, McColl, obviously, you knew he had like a series. I don't know if they're McColl plays, but probably they are. I mean, they're probably a a, a series of of stuff that's designed for him that he was really really good at. And so, um, yeah, I think they're going to need him back. I think you know this can't hurt as well. I think Sky Moore, you know, getting a little more comfortable in, 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 in the passing game and what he can do. And, yeah, the tight end stuff's completely different. I mean, that's, that's almost like uh, an embarrassment of riches where they just went to, like, hey, here's our three tight end folder when uh, a bunch of our <laughs> receivers are down. I think they'd prefer to still play with, the, with all the receivers and see what this offense looks like. But they can get that other stuff done when they need to. We know the Chiefs have way more ways to win a football game than 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 lose them in terms of their their talent and what they are of, as a football team. But if I told you that they were going home after a divisional round weekend or after a championship game, what what are the three reasons you think are most likely for that re, for that to be the case? Because I think you know Cincinnati being one of them, uh, special teams, and then turnovers. Yeah, and 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 I'll say. Uh, edges of the offensive line and it might not just be Cincinnati that gives problems to that it might be some other teams we've had some other some other games Tennessee one comes to mind for sure that the uh, the defensive line of Tennessee was going to be the story of that game um, Bills obviously gave them some problems I, I would say you know the the edges of the offensive line holding up the tackles holding up because I don't think that either one of them had a very spectacular year and I'd I'd probably throw that in there as as big of anything turnovers yeah um, and then yeah miscues that we Maybe we did see coming, but we didn't see coming. Uh, special teams we might see coming, right? I think everybody's a little bit on edge in every facet of special teams still. But I, I think my biggest one is is the edges of that offensive line. There's just too many, too many uh, guys that can get to the quarterback and and mess up. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes mess up timing. If nothing else, messing up timing, right? Even if they don't get to him. Um, but 
I think that's still to me the biggest the biggest flaw right now. I I, I don't see there being any any help other than just play better uh, the rest of the season at those two spot two two tackle spots. You know, or do we have to do any part of or any conversation around Denver this weekend about? Hey, they're playing for the only thing that they can feel good about their entire season. They beat Kansas City. They get that, hey, they've beaten us 11 straight times thing off their back. They actually get a win against a good team so they can feel good about themselves. Or are they just too bad to even entertain that conversation? I think they're good enough defensively to give you some problems. And, you know, we've seen this Chiefs team at times where they get in the second half and you're like, wait a minute, why is this team hanging around? So... Um, I don't think offensively there's any any scare of that whatsoever. I don't think I don't think Russell's going to magically kind of just turn it on where he hasn't all season. But defensively they can hang, and and then we were talking to someone in Denver uh, today uh, that's going to air tomorrow. But it, it was well aside from maybe you know beating the Chiefs twice. There's probably no way Nathaniel Hackett keeps his job. <laughs> yeah. Thought, okay. Well, that's 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 desperation mode, right? If you beat the Chiefs twice, maybe you got a chance to hold on to your job. But no, I I don't think so. Their their defense is is good. They're good defensively in the in the red zone, but you know they can't score. So there's no way that I mean, what is their high game this year? I think it's it's uh, uh, twenty something in a loss, twenty one maybe in a loss, twenty seven in a loss. Something like that where they just don't score. And so you, you got to score points against the Chiefs. We all know that. We're talking to Josh Klingler, Chief Sideline Reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network. Of course, you hear him on Fesco in the morning starting tomorrow at 6 a.m. Uh, the huge news today involving the Buffalo Bills, though, Von Miller. I mean, that was the, the guy that yeah. they brought in uh, to kind of seal games, to, to get him over the hump. We saw what he did against Kansas City in the regular season matchup. He's done for the season with the ACL. Does that change your feeling about uh, the Chiefs uh, getting this number one seed? Yeah, he's he's an absolute difference maker uh, for them. I think both emotionally and through his play. I don't know, maybe I don't know how many times you guys have watched uh, McDermott make the announcement. I was like just watching. He looked like super sad and depressed, like looking yeah. down. And I thought he looked really sad. I'm like, well, that filters down to the team, right? And so they got to be pretty crushed. Today. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but that that was a that was a really savvy piece that they added that I thought was gonna going to pay off for them like that's that's exactly the type of move you make when you're going for it type of thing so no I think this is huge um their schedule is also tougher down the stretch so I, I think the Chiefs are in a good spot to win out um all the other teams that are still uh battling for the for the top of it all have games where you go yeah they could absolutely lose that game I think the Chiefs you'd be shocked if they drop another game and and everybody else I think have have enough roadblocks and then this doesn't obviously help the Bills I just I'm just curious what their emotional state's going to be because I I thought the coach looked pretty depressed when he made that announcement today Kling they're not just in a good spot to win out we should be mad at the Chiefs if they don't they have the Correct. easiest remaining schedule in the NFL they play three laughing stock teams the two yep. difficult games, if you even want to call them that, are between a sub-500 Raiders team, the final game of the season, and the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith. And I know he's had a good year, and they're not a terrible team or anything like that. But, I mean, we should be actively frustrated with the Chiefs if they don't win out considering the schedule. Yeah, no, they're, they should be the absolute favorite. And, yeah, you should be disappointed if they, if they, if they lose one of these games, it, unless they've wrapped something up, right? Like, yeah, that if, if that last game suddenly somehow becomes a, a henny game again and they don't win it but um if they're if they're playing for something uh from here on out yeah you feel like that they should they should run the table
Josh Klingler also still live in Survivor. Now it's gotten oh, interesting. Man. You you got your first strike. Yeah. Congrats for making it to week 14, though, or whatever we're at now without a strike. But we both have I'm a strike. I'm proud of us as a station for making it to week 14. Yeah, so you know it's, it's just you and I <laughs> still. And now it's a level playing field the rest of the way. It, it is all knotted up. Neither one of us can slip up. And there's I get I get a tweet or two every week that says, did you keep? Did you stay alive? Because clearly there's a group of people that picked you, a group of people that picked me, and they got $1,500 or so on the line. Yeah, and I, I do have to apologize to my supporters last week. I, I just made a fundamental mistake when it comes to survivor you just don't you don't pick with your heart i was just kind of i was so <laughs> amped up all week long that they're gonna go to cincinnati and get it done and you should pick the easiest game of a, of, of a team you still have remaining right that's, that's, that's a fundamental mistake and so I, I let you back in this thing and now i've got to now i've got to play defense the rest of the way i mean clearly if i was holding on to the chiefs i picked the toughest game that they could I was possibly surprised. go into yeah, I, was I mean you got chiefs houston coming up i mean any any easy no-brainer spot to use the chiefs but you know what i i, I went for it I, I i felt it i thought they're gonna win i was chirping all week about this being a revenge game and so i i decided to back it up through survivor and you know, got burned. Hey, you had you had a bull, a free bullet to fire there, so I get yeah, it. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right, Kling, we'll check you next week. See how you're doing. Thanks, then. guys. Josh Klingler, Chief Silent Reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network. He'll be in Denver on Sunday afternoon. Again, he's very happy that that game got flexed to an afternoon game. It means he's not getting home at one o'clock in the in the morning anymore. Thanks to uh, the game getting flexed down to a what three twenty five kickoff or so against the Denver Broncos. We will have our Survivor picks coming up tomorrow at 1230. Survivor here on 610 is presented by DirecTV, NFL Sunday Ticket. Let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. Oh, Much boy. anticipated random question of the day brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. So for you, Gold, you, Nick, and over on the J Southland Toes service text line, 913-586-7610. Is it acceptable in your place of work to clip your nails no. at no, your no, desk. No, 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 no. No, this is an automatic no. And you said, why, why is Cody asking this question today? It happened in our building today. We have a little, if you're watching on the video stream, you can maybe tell behind Cody. There's, there's, there's like some cubicles and there's a window and there's, we share an area with uh, our sister station. K&B's. We call it the bullpen. Yeah, we call it the bullpen. But uh, 98.1 KNBZ. And someone was mm-hmm. sitting at their desk. Mm-hmm. So Gold had left for just a minute. I'm sitting yeah. at the desk someone by myself. Bu- Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> and I start hearing a sound that starts sounding like click, click. And I'm like, hmm. what, a, what, a, what a sound that I'm so familiar with. Hmm. But it couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Nick comes around the corner, hmm. and I said, Nick, is he clipping his nails? You didn't even get the question out. And you, you said, said, Nick, is he clipping? And I go, yes. <sighs> Someone that works at a different station, but I just told you basically what station, was there this morning and acting as if they were in the privacy of their own home. Which they always do because this person has absolutely no workplace (laughs) etiquette. They scream, (laughs) they yell, they play their sounds louder than everybody else. The the answer is absolutely automatic no. There's there's not a reason for you to clip your fingernails. Could you get a hangnail? Is there an acceptable circumstance? Yes, a hangnail, but go into the bathroom. That's the thing. It's a place. Over a sink or trash can, right? Like At bare minimum, I would still be like, why are you clipping your your fingernails over the trash can? But I'd be like, oh, at least he's over the trash can. It's still going to be weird. Over a shared computer. Uh Uh-huh. That nail is per- some so of like those- his coworkers are going to have to sit at that computer and look at his clippings. Some of those clipping, even though our keyboard in here is disgusting, you know there's a fingernail or two now in that keyboard <laughs> in front of his desk. 
And so I, Ugh. what I did was I was so appalled. Yeah, you videotaped. I thought that, you know, this could be some sort of workplace violation. Maybe we'll call OSHA in here and they'll take a look at it. But <laughs> it is unhealthy. I, that is dangerous. So if, if you want to see the video of it, video proof, you can go to my Twitter account at <laughs> Nick underscore short. I'll watch it again. I have empirical evidence that this did happen this morning. At oh, our backup point. random question. Is it okay for Nick to film him? Ooh, now that's, that's dicey. What's the etiquette on that? I'm watching the video, though. Is Nick allowed to film someone clipping their nails at their desk? What if I'm filming it so that I can go report it to HR? What is it, like uh, workplace harassment for you? Just clipping it's it. It's workplace like, malpractice. No it's just malpractice, deal. dude. You, you can't cannot do that. clip your I nails saw clip in a shared Nick, Can I shave space? my Nick. pubic Hairs over. <laughs> what's the difference? No, what's the difference, right? Oh my god. There's a there's a difference. Um I would rather you wow, clip your nails. You going, I didn't know you were going there. I watched the video again. Oh, so Juju can talk about uh, it, but I can't. He was huh? in the privacy of his own home. Um, my body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different. He was in the privacy. He was, Juju at least was in the privacy <laughs> he of He was his, in his bathroom. Yeah, he was in his bathroom. He can do whatever he wants. This was in the workplace, clipping the nail. And I saw the follow-up. Like, after the nail was clipped, he just kind of, like, brushed it off on his jeans. So that is a nail clipping got to be on the floor then over in that cubicle Probably area. in the keyboard area, at least on the floor. Uh, Certainly one okay, so flew off if, is on the desk. What if, okay, like, Specs are... Our manager. Yes. What if he were clipping his fingernails at his desk in would, his office? You would, would you not, ever... you would not have videotaped it. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but also, that's not a shared workplace. Yeah. It's still, you still should not clip your nails him. at work. I would judge him for that, but I wouldn't care because I don't sit at his desk. That is an at-home activity, though. <laughs> you clip your nails at home. That is not a public-facing <laughs> activity. How many hygiene things do you think are acceptable at work? Like, you've brushed you your teeth brush your at teeth. work. One time, emergency. That's, that's hygienic, so, like, at least <laughs> that's actually big. Can you apply deodorant in a shared workspace? Uh, yeah, sure. All of these should go to a bathroom, though, is my opinion. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. I, I, All yeah. of the hygiene, the basic hygiene things, even the ones that I think are acceptable in a workplace, need to go to the restroom in order <laughs> I, to I do just, it. I just, the text, I had to go to Nick's Twitter to confirm. Bro even brushed it off his jeans. <laughs> so gross. Yes. <laughs> Dude. That's exactly what happened. Oh. So where do you guys clip your fingernails at home? We've bathroom. Had, we've had this conversation. We actually have bathroom. Yeah, definitely in the bathroom. I'm over the toilet. <laughs> I'm over the oh, sink. No, I'm sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, fingernails over the sink, toenails on the toilet. Like oh, sitting no, so, on the toilet? No, I put no, one both, foot up, so like both, Captain Morgan style. Oh, so I'm no, not doing that. Both are over the, the bathroom floor. Yeah, both are above the sink or in the sink. It's more well, comfortable. Talk for this. Yeah. I'm still confused yeah. about you clipping your toenails over a it's sink. It's like, dude, you have to get your <laughs> foot up yeah. so high. That seems so no, awkward. That's, I, that's, that's where I clip <laughs> my that seems so finger, awkward. fingernail and toenail. No one's arguing fingernails. That's clearly the choice. What? It looks so uncomfortable. It's not comfortable, but I do it. The foot goes on the... Just back. Vacuuming them up off the no, bathroom uh, floor. No, no, no. Try, oh, try it over the toilet. Try it over the toilet. No, you I don't want my foot on the toilet seat. On the toilet seat? Yeah, I don't want my Someone foot on the toilet seat. Someone says they just go outside of their deck to clip theirs. They just they take <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't even well, allow this I in mean, my house. Just I mean, uh, feels like it was like 10 degrees outside. I mean, I guess you could just wait a day to clip your nails, but... Okay, from the yeah. A16, none of you guys are surviving the zombie apocalypse if someone cutting their nails off at work is so offensive to you. I don't see how the two are related... Because this is this is civilized society. This is not apocalyptic society where we are clipping our fingernails. And honestly, if it was a zombie apocalypse and one of the zombies stopped to clip their fingernails, I'd say, dude, can you go to the bathroom, please? Please. Please just do that away from me. It's disgusting. I couldn't believe it when you showed me the video. 
Oh. I yes. couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like, when I started to hear it, I was like, just no way. Loudest- and this is right after he was playing volume uh-huh. on his phone, walking around the bullpen area with his phone at full volume, playing something he was trying to listen to for all of us to hear. He always does that. Okay, so yeah. So like, we're, we're all just, like, we're I can't believe we're going to play him that. today. I would tell him to his face. What? Bring him in. He's already gone, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's Probably. already gone. Might be listening right now. Hello. You can't clip your nails at a shirt, a shared one. Also, Just did you bring them it, in? Do it at home. Yeah, so, why so do you have clippers on you? You, you, you needed, <laughs> they needed to be clipped so badly. Yes. That you brought the fingernail clippers in, but were so short on time, <laughs> you couldn't accomplish that? <laughs> Three hey, minutes before you know it what? doesn't take long to clip them. I'm just telling, I don't think he's the only one though. Remember, there was about a three week stretch where there, there were was. clippers, uh, fingernail clippers on our studio desk in here. Remember, it's like the mini ones, like the little travel size ones. There was one we're just sitting on our desk. This was probably about I don't know eight months ago, and we couldn't figure out. We blamed it on Binkley, then we blamed it on C dot. C dot said it wasn't his. We still never found out whose they were. We thought they fell out of somebody's backpack or book bag, and they were right here. Right on the desk. Maybe they and, were but his. But nobody would admit to Wait, He's bringing in multiple Or sets? no, maybe he found those clippers and was like, oh, oh, cool. Oh, someone says, Nick, I know an HR rep. You recorded them. Invasion of privacy. You could get fired. I've seen it. Be careful, man. I don't want you getting fired. Delete, I don't know. I can't tell if this tweet? guy. I can't tell if this. tweet? No, never. What like would Justin you, Reed. What would you have thought <laughs> if after he finished clipping his fingernails, he had pulled off a shoe? Taken oh, off a sock. Oh, no. Start after the toenails. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> that felt. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone says the fingernails are no big deal. It's the toenails. Oof. I don't know, man. I just don't want. Okay, like, here's the thing. If it's no big deal, then so we let's just have fingernail clippings everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> you go, right? <laughs> you can clip them at dinner. You can clip them on at the airplane. office. On the airplane. If it's no big deal. Then let's just all clip our fingernails wherever we're at. I don't want to agree. I don't want to live in that world. I think it should be an at-home activity. That is something you do at home. Yeah, who's like who's more likely to get fired from this? Me for filming him or him for actually you doing it? You for filming. Him. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's yeah. like a health violation. No, I think it's you. I think it's you for filming somebody like, else. Well, if he if, also has been here much longer than you. Yes. So. What does he even do here? Jeez. I'm well, I'm producing one of the Damn. top midday Damn. sports shows in the city. <laughs> one I like of. how you phrase that. One of top two at worst. Listen, I'm sure he's a great. I'm sure he's a fine man. I'm sure he's a fine man does good work, but that's unacceptable and abhorrent. And somebody should talk to him. Someone says C dot just chews his toenails off. Well, if he's able to do that, <laughs> Wait, if he's able to do that, that's, that's impressive. Actually, if he's able to do that. Not the text line. Gosh. Uh, thank you for that random question today. <laughs> oh, you should we've, been wait, we've been waiting on that friends. one for almost three hours. Yeah. I know. Five, eight, six, it seven, had six, to be ten. discussed. Again, it's like there's certain things like in a workplace you're like, I can't believe this is taking place here. <laughs> this is supposed to be a safe place. Where's the line when you, when you can film someone? Like if I can't film someone doing that, like what if they were beating up a coworker? Well, that's, that'd be evidence. I would think you crime. would also maybe stop them from beating this them up? This should be a crime. You know what? Let's get our cop friend on. The one I, I also killed. think that you, you give up a certain level of privacy when you work in radio, in my opinion. We openly talked about you leaving the country earlier. I think we're allowed says, to talk about someone clipping says the says they want video of Cody with his foot up on a sink. No, that's, 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 cool. that's me. I clip mine in the bathroom sitting down like a normal person. No, my the bathroom sink. I'm not doing it on my kitchen sink. <laughs> well, I know. Bathroom sink. 
bathroom sink. At that point, why don't you just do it in the bathtub? No. What, I'm just going to have a pile of fingernail clippings? You in just the wash them down the drain. Well, where do you think your toenail clippings go? I mean, I guess that would work as it's well. It's all the same drain. Yeah, but, but that's actually, then you're having to reach, if your foot's on the bath, then you got to re- then you got to reach down. No, you sit down. You sit on the I'm edge of the bathtub. I'm not going to sit on the edge of the bathtub. This is easy. I put, Why not? I put one leg, just the heels, right up on the edge of the kitchen. You keep the, the saying <laughs> things. You keep Awkward. saying things that sound like. I don't like, know anyone want, else who clips her nails like that. You keep saying things like, to I'm not going to sit on the edge of the bathtub. You want me to act it out video? all the time. Like sitting on the edge of the bathtub. Kind of, yeah. Do you get so, naked so for anybody who's watching the video, toenails? show us how you're doing this. Is that that's a little shorter? Oh my god, so awkward. <laughs> Don't do that. Stop. So awkward. Stop. It's so weird. Why is that weird? My foot. Your is whole up. life. Yes. Your whole life like that. Yes, the foot is the foot is up on top. Intervention. Intervention. <laughs> the foot is on top of the sink in the bathroom, and then I I clip the fingernail, the toenails, I guess would be, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Mm. Really learn some stuff about each other when we have these conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really get to the nitty gritty. The random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. Still to come, though, in the uh, the one o'clock hour, what's your fantasy? Uh, 913-586-7610. And something happened to get on the morning show. Another shot was fired from the morning show towards our producer. I haven't heard the audio yet. We'll all hear it together. Coming up next. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.